Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Thank you so much for checking out this week's podcast episode, where I will talk about making sleep a priority. When have you woken up the last time by yourself, feeling refreshed and not tired or groggy? It's been a while? Well, then this episode is for you. In this podcast, you will learn the effects of sleep on your body and mind, I will talk about two examples of people I recently talked to that suffered from too little sleep and I talk about what the outcome and result of that was. You will learn strategies to get more sleep and also strategies of how to fight insomnia and I have a challenge for you today at the end of the podcast. So let's dive in. I have recently read a lot about sleep because I myself have a lot of trouble sleeping sometimes either falling asleep or waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to get back to sleep or just feeling really nervous and fidgety before I'm getting to sleep. Lots of different reasons. I actually found a really amazing and interesting chapter in Arianna Huffington's book Thrive. So I can just highly recommend reading that book. It's really, really great. There's so much research and science in there about not just sleep, but about a lot of different um, ways of how to reduce stress. So check that out. But one of the things that she's mentioning is that we are bragging a lot about not needing sleep. And that is so untrue. If you think about it, when you wake up in the morning already feeling exhausted, how are you supposed to deliver high performance throughout the day? That's going to be really tough, right? So there's nothing more important than getting enough and good quality sleep. And based on a study of Duke University, poor sleep is actually associated with higher stress levels and a greater risk of heart disease and diabetes. And what is also really interesting is that the risk of these factors, so stress, um, heart disease and diabetes, is actually higher in women than it is in men. And I found that really true as well. If I think about it, my fiance, he's going to bed and like two minutes later he's asleep and I am sometimes so annoyed, not annoyed, but frustrated and sad almost because I just want to close my eyes and go to sleep. But it's not so easy for me. I always have a lot of thoughts on my mind and I have difficulty to switch off. Also, if you think about it, for working moms, for example, that have children to take care of, they might get, a less, they might get less sleep. And in our male-dominated business world, women also might try to overcompensate by working longer and harder. In a 2011 Harvard Medical School study, they also found that insomnia was significantly associated with loss of work performance, which in turn followed a cost estimation of 63 billion US dollar per year spent um, of lost work productivity. Isn't that significant? So one of the first and most simple ways to actually reduce stress is to get more sleep. And 
more sleep can actually lead to a lot of different ways or different like factors, a lot of positive things. You can be more creative if you have more sleep. Um, they actually talk about being able to higher perform, not just at work, but even when you're, for example, working out in the evenings, that you actually still have that energy to do that. They're talking about having more confidence, better decision making, even weight loss when you're sleeping more. I'm sure you've heard that before. And obviously, at the end of the day, feeling happier and having more elevated mood. So think about this. And I hear this all the time, and that kind of goes into the second topic around the examples that I wanted to give you. But if you're staying up to have me time, but then you're just sitting around being a couch potato, drinking a glass of wine or a beer, um, eating unhealthy foods, and look at your TV or telephone, is that really your time? Is that really worth that time to not get enough sleep? So really think about that. I really want you to think about Is it worth it to be feeling rested and refreshed in the morning or just getting these one or two hours of not really doing anything in the evening just to just to have your me time or just like me time can also be sleep. You know, it doesn't have to be just sitting around and doing all these different things. So let me talk a little bit more about some examples. I talked to a manager in the corporate world a few weeks ago and she has two kids, a two year old and a six year old. Imagine how much stress that is. I'm sure it is. I don't have, you know, kids myself, but it's really stressful to have kids at home. So she told me, you know, obviously going to work in the morning after dropping off her kids to school and then working all day. She's a manager, so she's not just taking care of your kids at home, but she's also taking care of other people in the company. And then when she is coming home, she has to take care of her kids again. So there's a ton of energy that she's using. So I asked her a really simple question. And I ask that question really often when I'm talking to clients. How much sleep do you get? And she said to me, oh, like I bring my kids to bed around eight o'clock. And then I'm so exhausted. So I'm just laying in bed next to my husband. And I'm browsing through the internet while he's playing video games. And I said, okay. And I said, so how... At what time do you go to bed then? She's like, well, I I usually say around 10 o'clock that we should start getting to bed, but then it turns into 11 and sometimes 11.30. And I said, wow, okay. And then at what time do you get up in the morning? Do you have enough sleep? And she said, no, because usually my kids come into the bedroom, waking us up at like five or six in the morning, and we cannot get enough sleep and we feel extremely tired and exhausted and then I have trouble concentrating at work I have trouble to uh, you know to bring my best self and I said to her okay well I really want you to think about this because if you are just browsing through the internet every evening after bringing your kids to bed why don't you start with one day per week actually asking your husband to play video games outside of the bedroom if he wants to continue it or you know obviously doing trying it out with with you to um, go to bed early count the number of hours that you want to sleep and then really make this a priority another example that i have is um i just talked to a friend actually she's in my coaching class And she's a solo parent. She lost her husband a few years ago, which is super sad. And she also has two kids that she's taking care of. So she's a full-time mom, working mom with two kids, no husband anymore. 
And she said to me that she's tending to emotional eating and that she's lost, that she's gained a lot of weight over the last couple of years. And I said to her, well, what do you think can you do in order to reduce that emotional eating habit? And she really didn't have any idea. And I said to her, you know, it sounds to me like you're really stressed and you're really exhausted. And I understand that you want to have some me time when you're bringing your kids to bed. But is that really, is that really, really what you need? And she said, no, you're so right. Like you're hitting the the nail in the head. I think I'm really exhausted and I need more sleep. So what are strategies to get more sleep? First of all, you should determine how much sleep you actually need in order to get up refreshed. And think about it as what is or when is your first appointment in the morning? And then you have to kind of count backwards. Let me get let me give you an example. If you have to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning, either because you have a meeting or that's just the time you start, then think about how much time you need in the morning to get ready. If it is an hour, then it means that you need to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. So now the question is, how much time do you actually need in order to feel rested and you have enough sleep? And that can be super different from person to person. One person might only need 7 hours per night and another person might need 9 to 9.5 hours per night of sleep, which is me included. I love sleeping a lot um, and I really need a lot of sleep to rest and to get all of my gray matter <laughs> refreshed overnight. So that's the first step. Determine how much sleep you actually need. And the best time you do that is check that out during the weekends when you don't have to set an alarm and you wake up naturally. Check out how many hours of sleep you actually got. Um, the next step is to plan ahead and to count backwards. So I already started with that example. You have to be at work at eight. You have to get up at seven in order to get everything in and to be in time at work. And let's say you need nine hours of sleep. That would mean if you need to get up at seven o'clock in the morning, you need to go to sleep by 10 o'clock in the evening. And I really highlight that because you're not going to go to sleep like me, for example, at 10 o'clock and sleep right away. There is a need for some relaxation and unwinding time before actually sleeping. So I usually go to bed you know, depending on what, but I usually go to bed between 30 minutes to 45 minutes before I actually want to sleep in order to wind down. And one of the big things, obviously, to do before going to sleep is to not look at your devices anymore, to help your system to wind down. Because when you're looking either at your TV screen, your computer screen or your phone screen, the blue light has actually a really significant effect on the production of melatonin, which is a hormone, a sleep hormone, and it won't be produced when you're looking at those screens. And that is a reason of why you actually don't feel tired, even though you should sleep. And then I want you to really treat your bedtime as a priority. Make it an appointment with yourself, especially when you're an A-type personality. Put, block, it, block your calendar or whatever it is that you need to do in order to get enough sleep in. It's super, super important. And if you can't be strict enough with yourself to not look at your device um, that you're also using as an alarm clock, get a separate alarm clock and leave your phone outside of the bedroom. I know it's super difficult. It, you know, sometimes I get 
get to do it. Sometimes it doesn't. And because there's so much stuff on my mind and I'm picking up my phone and again and again to like check in with friends or finish some final things for the day. But it's a practice, right? It's a new creative that you're, that's, it's a new habit that we're trying to create. So just be patient with that. Um, any other things that you can do? Um, you can, for example, um, have any breathing techniques before you go to bed or any deep body relaxation techniques. I don't want to speak too much about yoga in my podcast, but one of the things that actually really, really helps me is a deep um, body relaxation technique from yoga that's called Yoga Nidra. And I will write it in the show notes as well. But Yoga Nidra is a way that basically goes through all of the muscles in your body and how to relax them. And I promise you, every time I listen to this, I fall asleep. It's amazing. And the cool thing about Yoga Nidra is actually that you're activating your gamma brain waves that goes kind of into the past. So it's kind of a way of how you can deal and resolve the past and help you fall asleep when you have trouble. And I don't only use that to kind of jump a step ahead. I don't only use that to go to sleep, but I also use it when I wake up in the middle of the night and I have trouble to fall back asleep. And I will... Um, I will add that to the show notes as well. So Yoga Nidra, and then I will add an app as well that I listen to it with. Um, it's called um, Inside Timer. But you can also find Yoga Nidra relaxation techniques on Spotify, for example. So just check that out. Really, really, really powerful thing to do. Um, another thing is, obviously, there's you know all the other things that I've talked about in my other podcasts before, but creating actually an evening routine. So maybe it's a shower that you like to take in the evening or to have a warm glass of water or tea. Um, some people might like to journal in the evening and write down all the things that they like to do in the, the next day or all the things that they've accomplished during the day to get con kind of all of these things out of your head. And um, I really hope this will work for you. And just again, you know, this is also always combined with having fun and enjoying the process. It's about you getting more sleep and being more healthy and less stressed. So really try different things out. Don't force yourself to uh, do it on a daily basis right from the start. You know, set little goals and make sure that you achieve them. And that brings me to my fourth topic that I wanted to talk about today, which is insomnia. So you might go to bed on time, but then you have really, really trouble to fall asleep or you're waking up in the middle of the night with a pounding heart. I've had a lot of people that told me that before and have a really hard time to get back to sleep. Again, I can totally relate to that. I am the same way. I sometimes need an hour or so to fall asleep. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. Maybe I need to go to the bathroom. And as soon as I'm awake, like my mind goes, my mind goes in overload and I'm thinking about a million different things. So what are things that you can do in order to manage your insomnia? Well, the first thing is to accept that you can't sleep because getting frustrated about the fact that you can't sleep right now is not going to make it better. It's probably just going to increase your heart rate and makes you even more fidgety and tossing and turning in the bed. So accept that you can't sleep right now. The second step is to find out what's on your mind. What is really bothering you? 
you right now or what are the things that are not resolved and that could be anything from a chore that you didn't finish today or a conflict or a conversation that you had with either a partner a friend or a work colleague that just doesn't let you go so once you find you know what it is that kind of let doesn't let you sleep then you can go into action And usually we have these thoughts either before we're going to bed or in the middle of the night. So there's not really anything we can do in that moment. And if you can accept simply that and get back to sleep, well, good for you. <laughs> It doesn't work for me. But I know that for some people that might be already a good way to just accept that this is something you can't change right now. And the only thing you can do to take care of yourself is actually to get back to sleep and take care of it in the morning. If that doesn't work for me, as it doesn't usually for me, then one of the techniques or tools that I use is to actually take a piece of paper. I know it's it's shitty sometimes to get up either when you're already in bed or in the middle of the night, but sometimes it's just the only thing that helps me because I'm sometimes so scared that I won't you know, remember that the next morning what I was just thinking or a thing that I need to take care of, that I just simply write it down because that gives me peace of mind. Um, obviously, you shouldn't do it with your phone because then again, you're looking at a really bright screen and it wakes you up. But it's usually what I do. I don't want to wake up my partner and I'm just grabbing my phone and trying to use the night mode to write a quick to-do list. Another thing that I'm doing is to listen to calming music or to Yoga Nidra that I just mentioned or a podcast or an audiobook. And it it should be something that is really relaxing you as well. But that is really helping me to distract my thoughts and focus on something different than the thoughts in my head. So try that out. It's really good, um, especially audiobooks or like audio apps such as Audible, have a way where you can set a sleep timer and it will just switch off automatically. And that really helps me get back to sleep often as well. And the last technique is obviously a breathing technique where you can just focus on your inhales and exhales, especially when you're trying to wind down and you want to get from your flight and flight, flight or fight or flight response to a rest and digest mode, then you should um, actually... Focus on the exhales and make the exhales longer because that will actually bring your body into a more restful state. So if you inhale three times but exhale five times, that will actually calm your nervous system. It's super, super interesting. So try that out as well if you like. And then the last technique that I use sometimes is to count backwards. Some people just count backwards from a thousand, make it really easy. You can also focus on your exhales and every time you exhale, count that. And then tell yourself, I want to exhale a hundred times and just start counting backwards. That can be really helpful as well. So I hope there's something in there for you that that clicked with you and that you will try out the next time. So here is the challenge. I want you to think about one day this week where you can actually get enough sleep in and then follow the steps that I just mentioned. So first determine how much sleep you need in order to get up refreshed. Um, think about, for example, the first appointment that you have in the morning or the first meeting, count backwards and, the time, and determine the time when you need to go to bed. Also make sure to not cut your time in the morning. You want to have enough calm time to get your day going as well. 
And then I want you to really go to bed, you know, maybe try something new in the evening as well. Maybe it's reading a book or just, you know, having a conversation with your partner in bed. It could be even doing a gratitude practice in the evening. To ask your partner what he's grateful for to date. Ask him for three things that have happened to date that made him happy. You know, start the day, uh, sorry, finish the day with a positive note. That can be really helpful. And then I would like you to write down the next day how that felt. How did you feel to do that? How did it feel to actually just go to bed early and relax and take time for yourself? And here's a little warning. You might be really sleep deprived and you need a few good nights of sleep before you actually feel the effects of it. So don't give up. Don't have the high expectation that after one day you already need to feel amazing. Hopefully you feel a little bit better, but obviously as soon as you start practicing that on a more regular basis, you will actually get into that rhythm of just going to bed early. And in order to make this challenge a little bit more fun, I want you to get an accountability buddy For example, a girlfriend or your boyfriend, a family member or even a colleague that you trust and ask them to hold you accountable to get X amount of hours of sleep in this week for one night. And, you know, especially when you do it with a girlfriend or with your boyfriend, make it fun and comfortable. We are talking about sleep here. So buy yourself a nice pyjama or some new pillowcases or even a new pillow to make it more comfortable of how you're sleeping. And yeah, I really want to hear from you. I want to know how that is going for you. So let me know. And I'm just thinking, do I do I have anything else that I wanted to share with you today? Um, I think that's it. So yeah, sleep is super important. Think about it. It's one of the most simple and yet most profound things that you can use in order to reduce your stress. I really believe in you. I can. I believe that you can make a difference. I challenge you on that sleep challenge this week. I also have a quick YouTube video where I explain the sleep challenge again. If you want to check this out, I will link the uh, video to the podcast as well. And until then, I want you to remember, stress management is a skill that everyone can learn. You are already on the right track to make sustainable changes to your professional career and personal life. I wish you all the best, I wish you a wonderful week, and I hope to hear you soon. With gratitude, Julia. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a 5-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them, no matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and a summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. And that way you can also send me any questions that you might have. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia. <laughs>